And welcome to an all-new edition of the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. It is Wednesday, October the 13th, 2021. We're coming to you live on the Carolina WeatherNet on YouTube, Facebook, and our other sister platforms. And we have our panel with us tonight. And we are looking forward to holding out uh, a live hangout with you, our viewers and listeners at home. If you're joining us right now for this live show on social media, please take use of the live chat function because we want to talk with you about this upcoming beautiful fall weather. We have Jared Smith in Charleston, South Carolina, Evan Fisher in Asheville, Frank Strait in Columbia, and Scotty Powell in Morganton, North Carolina. Stay tuned. Scotty is going to share a tale with us about how he came to the aid of some fellow storm chasers. And I'm also hoping to get some of the behind-the-scenes dirt about this weekend's NASCAR race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And we're also going to be talking about a bug's life. There seems to be a phenomenon happening right now with bugs hanging out on cameras and getting real close and personal with them. So uh, we're going to show you some of those uh, fun images that we've captured around the Carolinas in the past few days. But guys, let me just throw this question out there to our panel and to our audience that's joining us for this live broadcast tonight, who by show of hands or by show of chat is excited for the cold front that's coming through this weekend. Jared Smith, Evan Fisher, two hands from Evan Let's start there. Frank is slow to join in, and Scotty's got a big thumbs down. But, Evan, I know you're <laughs> excited about it because you are our Blue Ridge correspondent. And this changeover from, I mean, I'll just speak for Charlotte, 80 degrees in the afternoon here in Charlotte in the afternoon. By this weekend, it's actually going to start to feel like fall. Is that right? It is. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So, you know, we're on week two now of above normal temperatures we had that cold front late september that helped to cool things off for a few days and we got a little taste of fall and then second summer came around we oftentimes joke about the, the 12 seasons that the carolinas get well we are still right smack dab in the middle of second summer but don't worry saturday we're gonna have a cold front coming through the carolinas uh, it's gonna sweep west to east uh, and by sunday morning just about the entire everyone in the carolinas is going to be feeling uh, lower dew points. You're not going to be feeling that heavy, oppressive humidity. There's going to be folks, we'll see temperatures from the 30s in the mountains up to the, the 40s and low 50s down near the coast. Um, I, I think everyone except for Scotty Powell is excited <laughs> across the Carolinas. I mean, I'm not opposed to a little seasonable weather. I've really been enjoying these cool temperatures in the evening where I've been able to open the windows and turn the AC off and save on electricity and I don't know about you guys, but then in the mornings, I don't want to come out from the warm comfort of the uh, comforter on the bed because the outside temperature is cooled down. It's not uncomfortable, but it's cooled down. I mean, this is really the sweet spot. It's great at night. It's great by the fire. If you can get a fire going, uh, it's, it's nice during the day, but I'm looking at nighttime lows in the 40s here in Charlotte, upper 40s by the time we finish up the weekend. And I think that'll be a little bit of a blast to the system. I haven't yeah. been there in quite some time. Uh, Scotty, why are you not looking forward to it? Well, as you guys know, I'm the resident summer lover. So, you know, it's just kind of reality heading in that we are finally in the fall season and eventually winter. And so that's why. Uh, actually, I'm a little excited because I'm supposed to be going to the Panthers game on Sunday. And where my seats are kind of the sunny side in the last few games I've been to has been pretty hot. So actually I'm looking for uh, temperatures right around 70 on Sunday afternoon. So it's not going to be too bad, but the summer lover inside of me is just, just hates to see summer leave. But as 
the good saying is all good things must come to an end. So we'll welcome fall in with all of you fall lovers. I hope you enjoy it. And then we get into the cold, rainy winter season. So, you know, it's just all downhill from here from, from my perspective. Scotty also hates pumpkin spice latte. But I do like it. pumpkin, but I just don't like oh, pumpkin do spice latte. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin is great. That's a, I always say there's a good few things about fall. Pumpkin flavored stuff. Apple flavored stuff and football. I mean, that that's the three football. things that I like. In fall. You forgot Oktoberfest beer. Mm. I don't drink beer, but you know, I, I know that's a big thing for some folks. So, I'll tell you, I went to Seaboard Brewery uh, the first weekend here in Matthews, North Carolina, and I didn't even realize I didn't put two and two together until I looked around and I was like, "Wow, they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot of business here on a Saturday afternoon." And everyone was wearing Oktoberfest t-shirts. Right, <laughs> Oktoberfest. James, you brought up a good point there. I know this is kind Thank of free flowing. So you said, I, I'm curious. I want to ask our, our people who are watching tonight. You said you opened the windows, uh, you know, in your house yeah. to kind of cool things up. I, I actually want to know how many people do that. Uh, because, you know, we always hear it, but I'm like, do, do people really do that? Or is that just kind of like something you throw out there? Because I know for me, my allergies and sinuses just don't like the windows open. So, yeah, see, you know, I will when the when like tree pollen's a problem, then I can't do it. And I have to yeah. kind of rely on the central air for cooling, but also for filtering. Yeah. Um, but until the trees become a problem, I'm cool with it. And my wife makes fun of me. And I say, I, it's part <laughs> of my upbringing. I think I grew up on long Island. My parents house now has central air, but when I was a kid, it used to be open the windows, turn on a fan. Then it became one window unit for our entire ranch house. And it would just be on the bedroom side. And so I think it's ingrained in me to open the windows. Yeah. Does anyone on this panel not open the windows? I, I, I don't, but that's the reason why allergies, sinuses, all that good stuff. But no, I definitely open them. I slept the windows open Saturday night, and it was 54 degrees in the room when I woke up Sunday morning. Um, that's one of those, man, like you said, James, not wanting to get out from underneath the covers. Yeah, that was a hard morning to move. I mean, James, like, what? Boss, but if I'm yeah, late to work, it's probably why. Jared's like, what are y'all talking about? It it's never cool down here. <laughs> well, uh, and now that's going to change here, uh, you know, in, in pretty short order. I mean, we're going to be getting into the fifties when we get into next week, which is pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> I mean, exci you know, exciting for the you know the summer lovers, and uh, maybe not so much, but it, it's certainly going to be uh, you know quite a change. A lot of people have been asking about it. A lot of people are like, hey, where, where is fall? You know, we've we're going to have Coming. a little taste. Yeah, we're gonna have a little taste of October before it's over. Um, you know, we're we're gonna get into, you know, what's interesting is is we're actually potentially gonna challenge some record highs here on Friday. Um, yep. Record high is eighty seven. Really. And and we're gonna get kind of close to that. We're gonna we're not gonna break it, which is good because if we were breaking it, then that would mean probably nineties. And so I'm I'm Whoa. not. Yeah, it's not into that. So, so, but the good news is that there's no sign of any any of that blowtorching, which is great. Um, and really, the it, it's been very comfortable. We've had pretty comfortable dew points. We've been starting the mornings here in the low 60s. That's pretty good. You know that that's. I'm gonna take. I'll take that. Uh, you know, it, it, I think I think that's perfectly fine. We had 81 this afternoon. Beautiful. Like it is just like uh, Rob Fowler, our buddy Rob Fowler. He uh, he he will uh, put on his Instagram on morning on on mornings of nice days that it's a lunch outside weather alert day, and um, well, I took full advantage of that today. Let's just say that, and, and and it was it was absolutely worth it. It was just brilliant outside. Great to get you know, great to get some sun and not you know feel too 
despite my appearance on the show, I did go outside uh, today. Are you sure? Um, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, it, it is uh, you know it, it's it, it's been a it's been a pretty decent stretch. Um, you know, we had that rainy week last week here. We've had some bouts of coastal flooding. But that, you know, but we've moved on from that false coastal flood season around here. So that's nothing completely out of the ordinary and really has not been, I mean, knock on wood here. It's not really been that bad. So um, all things considered. So, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing, you know, on balance, I think we're doing pretty well with weather down here and, you know, fall fans, you know, Ugg boots on standby, you know, I don't know if it's going to be legit sweater all of the day weather just yet, but we're getting close. No, Um, it is. Yeah. Jared, yeah, your record, your record high is 87 down in Charleston for Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's 90 here in Columbia. I, I don't think we'll get to 90, but 88 wow. maybe here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, one thing to look forward to for folks that are watching or, or the guys on this panel, uh, Saturday and Sunday in Boone, a really banner elk is the Woolly Worm Festival. So with the, the nice weather, once we get past a little bit of rain on Saturday, uh, it's going to be a sweet weekend to go up. There you go. You see in Boone on your on your screen right now. It's going to be a great weekend to go up there. Uh, check out the woolly worms. You know, they, there's a wives' tale that they can predict the, uh, the outcome oh, yeah. of, of winter. I, I found my first one the other day. It was not a good outlook, so I'm going to pretend I didn't see it. Um, hopefully, La we found Nina. One. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of the La Nina. Yeah, a lot of superstitions when it comes to fall, winter weather mm-hmm. predicting. You know, the fog fog on August mornings is a big one. Right. But if we took fog on October mornings, I think we'd have like a whole winter full of snow because it's every morning this month has been foggy. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing tomorrow. The, the stable layer. Was it last night or the night before? I was driving to work and I'm on 485 in Ballantyne. Anyone knows the area off in the distance. I'd have to look up where it is again. There's like a factory or a power plant or something. And it always has like a plume of smoke more visible in some days than others, but it looked like a cloud factory because the big plume was coming up and then hitting the stable layer and then just joining the blanket of clouds. It looked like Willy Wonka was pumping out clouds. That's cool. Don't tell everybody our secret. (laughs) Don't tell. We just got everybody off of the flights. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) I had some interesting cloud or fog issues uh, driving into work today. There was there was some fog right along the uh, uh, the river uh, on the way into work today. If you're familiar with Columbia's geography, the the uh, Saluda and Broad River come together to form the Congaree just above Columbia, and then the Congaree flows right next to Columbia. And there was a layer of low clouds and kind of some fog just right over the river, but confined just to the river this morning and. It was uh, kind of interesting seeing the sun coming through that as I was driving to work. I was grateful for it. Otherwise, the sun would have been right in my eyes. So I was <laughs> I was thankful for it because the sun angle would have been bad and it would have been difficult to drive that last half mile in, into town. But also it's, making it difficult were all the people doing 90 miles an hour around me. But that's another story. That's not using profanity. So I won't tell that story. You make a good, <laughs> you make a good point, Frank. You know, I don't know about you all, but driving in the morning and afternoon, that sun layer, that angle of the sun is getting lower and lower in the sky. And it's just yes, like it blinds you as you you're trying to get home or, or go to work every morning or afternoon. It made me realize how dirty my windshield is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is the exact reason I washed my car a few days ago with that. And it's also going to be dry all week, but 
yeah. yeah, my windshield was so dirty and the way the sun was bouncing around, I was getting to the point where I really couldn't see. So <laughs> you I mentioned uh, getting some some work done without the rain. I treated my long lawn with um fungicide. It's got a little bit of a brown spot problem. I've got zoysia grass and I had to wait for temperatures to kind of average around seventies and no rain because I needed it to soak in. So you reminded me of that Frank, because there are things that right now, I mean, heck I thought about putting the Christmas lights up guys while it's still like <laughs> 70 or 80 degrees, not turning them on unless you want. Um, but I was like, I wonder if I can knock this out now before it's really cold. Go ahead. Go ahead. Knock it. Somebody, somebody near me. Yeah, I mean, do. somebody near my parents' house already has their Christmas lights on. I mean, oh I mean, they, they just, they just Halloween. No Christmas. I don't know about y'all, but Christmas lights makes me so happy. So I'm like, bring them on. Like I, I love Christmas lights. It's just, uh, one of my I think there's, a, there's a good strategy. Like Christmas lights at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> can we Frank, just, my oh, Christmas tree goes up. Frank, my Christmas tree goes up the first weekend in November, so it's, hmm. yeah, yeah. Scott, it's, you do well in the Southern Hemisphere. You need a nice, warm Christmas. That way you uh, can get all the good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. For your good stuff. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> you know, I've, I've about give up hope on any cold weather, winter weather, or anything where we live now. So I'm imagining that I'm living like coming. Miami or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad. I like your. Like your you chances are low there. You should move to Columbia or Charleston, <laughs> <laughs> or just south of eighty-five, where it never snows. Um, okay. I will say that I did not unwrap one of the trees outside last year that had Christmas lights going up of it, white lights, and I just kept them off all year long. But now that the sun is setting earlier, and I'm coming home, and I need to be able to see the door to unlock it, I have put the timer back on for these white lights. Call them, call them Halloween lights to keep Frank <laughs> happy. But it allows me to. I was like, that's hang, a nice touch. Hang you a bat and a skeleton and a pumpkin. You can call it your Halloween tree. Yeah. Speaking of scary bugs, that's what we call a segue. Have you guys <laughs> have you guys noticed before I roll into the video? Have you noticed more bugs in your house? I think the cooler temperatures, unless I just have a buggy house, is leading them to f- seek shelter at night mm. in warm places. I know where you're going. Yeah. Don't I know where you're going with this. Around here. <laughs> you don't have any roaches, is that what you said? <laughs> no, I, they, only a few, but they're really big. I've forgotten how big the cockroaches can get here in Colombia. I'm glad you said that, James. There's literally a spider three feet to my right sitting on the floor coming towards me. So I'm oh, glad you wow. mentioned something else. I would have been ill-prepared for my... Uh, my for your friend yeah. there, huh? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Check this out. WCNC caught this. They have a camera atop the view building in Uptown Charlotte. Look at this guy, guys. Oh. <laughs> He's like nope. taking over the skyline. <laughs> Is it a hornet? Is it a wasp? That's, that's the Charlotte hornet. That's Hugo. It's the yeah, Charlotte that's hornet. Hugo. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Ah, ah. But it's not just Charlotte because if you were watching our Carolina weather net today, Look at this moment at about 12.32. If you haven't watched our Carolina WeatherNet, it streams throughout the day and shows you real-time conditions. Well, watch what pops up in the Greensboro camera in the bottom left. I don't know what that is, but he was waving high at about 12.32 today. <laughs> How did you catch oh, that? Looks James. like a wasp. Um, do you not watch the Carolina WeatherNet, Evan, like all no, the I time? I was in class. Well, Good maybe student. I didn't catch it. Maybe somebody else caught it. <laughs> but um, is that yes. is it? Did it spray something on the screen, or is that just like 
condensation or what? I think that's probably condensation. Okay. I was like, I'm going to hope that's condensation. <laughs> I was like, or did it spray something? Either that or the lens is messed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Email our friends at WeatherStem and be like, um, this bug's making uh, a home. I think that, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm not a bug expert, but I'm wondering if it's the same virtue. They're looking for someplace out of the wind or out of the cooler temperatures, and a camera is a structure like anything else. One more to show you. Uh, Evan's friend. Evan, is your friend still there? Your your spider friend? Yeah, he just moved his leg, uh, so he is alive. Just staring me down. Okay. All right. Here's another one from Charlotte. This was on a traffic camera. Oh. Oh, there you go. No, thank little, you. Little jumping dude. Yeah, that one's a spider. Yes. Yep. No, don't like those. Yep. Not a spider <laughs> outside making a really nice website. Um, isn't that what they call this? Uh, what <laughs> call that on the website. You know, some really good web design going on at my house. It's a, um, it's a, it's pretty cool. You, you get some, you get some, you do get some cool looking spiders, as long as you don't accidentally walk into their web first, which I did with a banana spider a couple of years ago. Mm. I was walking around the, the other side service yard and uh, ran into this thing, and it is, uh, oh god, what was it? Almost like Beetlejuice or something like that. Uh, either way, it was not pleasant. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's cool to admire from a distance. Uh, and I feel really bad when one of them tries to build a web on my rain gauge. And it's like, yeah, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not going to hang what that's around. For. No, that's not what this <laughs> um, is for, buddy. My reaction while you were talking to anybody watching my thumbnail, Evan, what <laughs> is this, Evan? Yeah. So I, I stumbled upon that on Twitter today and it, it horrified me so much. I had to now ruin your day. Uh, what so is it's the actually scale you- here. It's just it's under the bed, so it's oh gosh, that that I'd burn the place down. It's but done. that does look like a human-sized spider, in my opinion. Oh, On this I episode of Carolina now. Weather Group Nightmare Fuel, wow. <laughs> right. Happy Halloween, everybody! Almost, almost reminds me of an octopus. I mean, it's that big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is Wednesday the thirteenth. <laughs> that means anything. I saw a stink bug today hanging out too. So stink yeah. bugs are back. Yeah, yeah. Be that time of love, year. Yeah, love bugs are back. You know, that's why we need that first frost or freeze. Come on, Evan, order that up for us. Let's get rid of this. I, I'm cooking it up, but I can't when, do too much. When when are we going to see? I mean, I guess it depends on where you are. Yeah, we're going to see first widespread freeze. Uh, I think statistically for my area in Western North Carolina, it's the third week of October, but I don't see it happening. Next week. Yeah, I don't see it happening next week. So as Evan has been tweeting about the leaves being delayed, I think the frost freeze has been delayed a couple of weeks too. Those two are so connected. I don't think that's likely. It all, the leaves start, oh, the spider is missing. Feet are coming up off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The leaves start changing when you get your first real hit down into the low to mid thirties that really kicks them off. And if you can sustain that for a week or two, um, that, that's what makes them, makes them peak. And we had that late September. We had that one cold spell where some peaks, I honestly, most areas got down to the upper thirties and lower forties. And then we just went back to the seventies and rain and nothing's been able to change since. So yeah, you're, you're spot on Scotty. We got, we're like stuck in the middle. Everything stalled. I, I, I saw Brad tweeting the other day, Brad Panovich from WCNC, saying that it could be as late as Thanksgiving before you see peak leaf color down in Charlotte. Um, so everything, oh, wow. everything is late. I don't want to, I don't want to go against Brad. He knows better than me, but I was surprised to see the saturation of the green 
starting to fade a little bit. I think everything's tired. It's, it's that time of the year where regardless of temperature, stuff just starts to kind of yellow just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also looking at, um, Evan, at some of your pictures on Twitter. I'm not oh, yeah. sure which you've you've taken or which some other people have taken. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, this is beautiful. But how high up in elevation do I need to be to see beautiful fall colors like this? Yeah. So I'm going to turn back towards yeah. y'all. I don't. I was supposed Just to ignore off now. If so, the spider starts crawling up you, we will let you know. I'll have to leave because it will not be good for and the show. We'll, and then we'll clip it for uh, YouTube and all of our friends. So I took the, that picture, the, the one you just showed there, James. I took that one at just outside of Banner Elk uh, up in the high country of North Carolina. Uh, if you're not familiar with Banner Elk, it's not too far outside of Boone. Generally, what I saw, we've got some incredibly localized fall foliage out there right now. I've been across Western North Carolina so far this year. I know that Graveyard Fields, Black Balsam outside of Brevard is really pretty, but that's the only part of Southwest North Carolina that looks like that. In my opinion, if you really want some good fall foliage, some good leaf colors, you need to be going up to the high country, up to Boone, Banner Elk, Beach Mountain, Sugar Mountain, uh, Roan Mountain, Grandfather Mountain, all of those mountains. Uh, that's really where the best color is. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, there's some slopes that are still green. They're not all at peak, but you can find some just drop-dead gorgeous colors up there. Uh, and, and truthfully, this weekend will be busy because of the Willy Worm Festival, but last weekend was surprisingly quiet. Where is he? I just saw your woolly worm that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's just a couple more up. There it is. There he is. Yep. Yep. So I found that little guy on Bearwalla Mountain just south of Asheville. Uh, he was really brown. Uh, <laughs> no yellow so ring at all. <laughs> I put him back. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. No one saw a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Evan, do you have favorite places along the Blue Ridge for people who are new or maybe are looking for someplace new to go? Yeah. That absolutely. are accessible, fun to check out. What's your favorite? Sure. So the best to check out in the next seven days, I'll name two or three spots. The first is going to be Rough Ridge, which is just on the eastern side of Grandfather Mountain. So basically, if you hop on the Blue Ridge Parkway outside of Boone and just head south, you'll run right into it. Uh, the, the viaduct. Many people are familiar with that Linco viaduct. Gorgeous area. The prettiest colors in Western North Carolina right now. And it looks out, looks out over the Piedmont to the east. Uh, good long distance views, good color. A little bit further south, keep on trucking down towards uh, Asheville. You're going to run into Mount Mitchell and Craggy Gardens. Mount Mitchell will be first, then Craggy. Those are both up at, uh, well, Mitchell is the highest peak east of the Mississippi, over 6,600 feet, and Craggy tops out around 6,000 or so. Uh, that's my second favorite place to go. Um, beautiful colors right now. I will, well, let me let me say this. Beautiful colors a week ago. I know we've had a lot of rain. We've had some weird weather since then. So I haven't been since. I think they should still be pretty, um, but I cannot give a first-person account. And then lastly, keep on going south down outside of Brevard up in the Pisgah National Forest. Um, you're looking at black balsam, graveyard fields. you got to prepare for the crowds. It's going to be crazy busy up there. It's just been swarmed for the last two to three weeks with no parking spots. Um and there's some, honestly, Graveyard Fields is past peak now and starting to gray out while the surrounding areas are green. It's like no, there's no transition zone between the two. So if I were you, I'd focus Grandfather Mountain, Rough Ridge, or Mount Mitchell. All right. Good spots to check out. I've not yet ventured up, and I every year I debate when to go, and then I think I ultimately go too late. 
this could be a good year to go like <laughs> or this could be the year or if yes. you want to go someplace that's warm instead of a mountaintop the south carolina state fair began today Ooh. and mm. runs through next sunday so uh if you would like to go ride some rides of dubious quality <laughs> and uh, eat some uh, greasy food uh, come to columbia we'd love to have you I want to know what what's on Frank's fair food menu. Like, what what is what does a Frank straight do when he goes to the fair? What's his what's his menu look like? Funnel cakes. Mm. Dangerous. Mm. The North Carolina Funnel State cakes. Fair is coming up too, is it not? I think it starts this weekend. Yeah, State Fair, North Carolina, October fourteenth through the twenty fourth. So you have your pick of state fairs, folks. Visit them both. And the Western North Carolina State Fair biased a bit to go why do you get your own state fair are you not a part of north carolina we just i don't know we're really not that special okay. it's, it's in south Asheville. it's it's cool but i mean it's sketchy rides just like you said frank i mean safe rides <laughs> <laughs> perfectly perfectly safe and comfortable hey let's look uh, let's take a look at the chat guys uh shelly is kind of chiming in on our spider conversation from a few moments ago she's watching on youtube spiders have been coming into the house for about two weeks now happens every fall we're noticing that as well seth also watching on youtube nothing like a good funnel cake straight from the fair mm. oh, yeah that's definitely better mm. funnel cakes and funnel clouds yes <laughs> at the fair at the fair <laughs> anyway Speaking, oh, okay. If you're looking for yeah, them, then definitely. it's something different. Oh. Speaking of funnel clouds, I've got to give props um, to the Oklahoma City weather team on oh, yeah. all four stations. I started watching coverage yesterday. It was 8 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock their time. And I woke up, and they were still on air this morning at 8 a.m. our time, 7 a.m. their time. So that's a full 12-plus hours of wall-to-wall coverage of tornadoes. I don't remember last count at least 15 tornadoes on the ground at some point. Uh, there was some epic looking supercells last night. In fact, uh, I might go to my Twitter and share some of them. Uh, but I was really uh, just in awe of the, the commitment. We all know the Oklahoma City market is like the best market for wall-to-wall coverage. But to, could you imagine guys being on air 12 hours plus Covering tornado after tornado, and and some of these tornadoes were big supercells, but some of them were like QLCS tornadoes where they pop up all along the line and very difficult to pinpoint. So I mean, just kudos to everyone. Uh, in fact, uh, at one time this morning, for the first time that Rick Smith, our friend from um, National Weather Service in uh, Norman documented there were three female meteorologists on air given wall-to-wall coverage at the same time in Oklahoma City metro area, which is a first in like 12 years. So uh, kudos to those stations. So thumbs up for, for the work that y'all did. Not only last night, but Sunday also. Several tornadoes again. So I think fall has become their spring in tornado season. <laughs> well, and you know, that brings up a really good point. We're in October, but it's we still have a you know fall severe weather potential even here in the Carolinas. We need to keep our eye on the tropics because that's not done and over with yet. You know we've had infamous October storms before, so you know a good reminder to not let our guard down. I see we are heading into the second season, so you must be on guard. Of course, it must be said it, it, they, they, the the folks out in Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahomans, they 
they they say that their tornado season starts on January 1st and ends on December 31st. <laughs> and that's basically the case here in the Carolinas too. Yeah. Uh, obviously they're the tornadoes are, are less likely uh, when the, during the cold seasons, but they can happen any day of the year. So it's something you always have to be prepared for. Yeah. We have a James, go ahead, had- Scotty. I was going to say, you had the screen share up there of, of the supercell out of Frederick, uh, Oklahoma. And this thing developed, I want to say it was three miles from the radar. So we got, this is a little bit further north of the radar, but we got um, some spectacular images of that, uh, that tornado uh, from radar. And in fact, uh, guests that you'll see next week on our college episode, Andrew Messersmith. A uh, student at OU from Charleston, South Carolina, was actually out there chasing the event. He, he and I were tweeting all night, and he was sending me some videos. And then I woke up this morning at like 2 o'clock in the morning. He and Reed Timmer were posing for a selfie at a gas station. So even Timmer was out there uh, chasing those. And I, I see that Chandler was talking about uh, the flash flooding threat. Uh, that's ongoing, too. And that's linked to a hurricane that's going to hit on the Pacific side of Mexico and right up into Texas, into southeastern Oklahoma. So it, it's a it's it's an Oklahoma weather week for sure. Yeah, let's show that real fast. Um, is this Pamela? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. So here it is here. Yeah, that's pretty eye-catching as well, too. Yeah, it's right in this cold front that's going to be bringing you some cold air or fall-like air. <laughs> yeah, the fall front. Uh, Chandler had another comment a moment ago, too. We were talking about sustained live coverage. Chandler writes on Facebook, I went four hours on the FSU weather. Could never imagine even going longer than that. I mean, it does. It gets very tiring, and yeah. it's a lot of um, it's a lot of work on your voice, too. Mm-hmm. It's in, and it's intense. Like, uh, we've done it here on the Carolina Weather Group, and – I don't know about how you guys feel, but I'm exhausted after it. I just like my brain's fry. Like I, I can't think anymore. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's intense. I think there was one time last year, question mark, the years get really confusing with COVID. I think where we did eight hours one night, Scotty, and I have never been more exhausted in my life. And, and honestly, I had, you know, Scotty and, and Jared and James and Frank at certain points to help out. They, they would chat. Um, I can't imagine having to be solo or just with one other person for that duration of time. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos yeah. I've, I've yeah. done some pretty long shifts when I uh, was living up north. and I, but We're on the radio, though, so you, mm-hmm. it's not exactly the same as doing hours upon hours of severe weather coverage wall-to-wall continuously. It's, but uh, I've, I've done some long shifts where I've, where I've been on the radio for uh, 20 – plus minutes out of each hour and then having to work frantically to get other tasks done during the rest of the hour. And I can assure you that that is a long and grueling shift. You know, Frank, I got some renewed respect for weather coverage of severe weather and tornadoes on the, on the radio. When you can, I just remembered last month I did a show live from Pennsylvania as Ida was dumping all that flooding on the Northeast and I took Amtrak to get up there and don't get me started on Amtrak's weather decision support because they had us plowing through tornado worn polygons on our way through the Baltimore area. And I mean, it was blinding out the window. I have no idea what the, how the engineer saw where he or she was going. But Frank, the thing that kept me connected was my AM FM weather radio. 
that I was tuning in to radio stations in the D.C. area, in the Baltimore area, who were doing severe weather coverage on the radio. And for me, and somebody who was in a moving vehicle of very little internet and no access to TV, that, I mean, was all the difference. And, you know, it was a scenario I hadn't really thought of so much as when we talk about taking a radio into your safe place or maybe being in a car, but, like, I was on mass transit. And I was just completely cut off from the world if it wasn't for the FM radio. Luckily, those stations had FM signals. I could penetrate them, the moving metal shell of the train. Yeah, well, uh, the train, the, the transportation companies in general, especially trains, they have difficult decisions to make when, when there's severe weather going on. I know that some of them actually stop the train when they're in a tornado-warned area because it's better for the train that's not moving to get hit by the tornado. Uh, because if it's moving, that means there's more, there's also momentum involved and, and more damage happens in those situations and a greater potential for serious problems. So in, in some cases they will stop the train. If the train is already in the warned area, if, if the, if the, and they won't send a train into a warned area, but, um, Amtrak, I'm not sure exactly what their policy is. I'm not is, sure either. I, and I won't name the, the railroad that I know the, of that policy, but um, I, I know that at least one does do that, and uh, there's good reason for it. But still, it's, it's somewhat disconcerting if, if you're the, the engineer on that train. <laughs> I, I felt for them because I don't think it was their decision. and Probably was um, not. Yeah, I was just pulling up my own Twitter thread. Um this is, I'm sorry, I'm going off on such a tangent now, but like, here's my location and here's the shoe. <laughs> I mean, the thing wow. was four miles and it had yeah, a history of producing damage elsewhere across the region. And I was just like, I so, so do not want to be here right now. But I, what was my option? I, I couldn't get off. Couldn't go mm-hmm. anywhere. Uh, Scotty, what is this you put in chat? Yeah, um, so this is one of the bigger tornadoes last night, and the the deal with with these tornadoes, uh, they were all nocturnal, and this was off of um, one of the doorbell cameras. Could you imagine, like, it's dark out in Oklahoma. This is out in western Oklahoma, so um, really just a lot of farmland, not a lot of streetlights, and, and the only thing is illuminating the sky is the lightning, but the lightning caught this tornado and that's off one of those doorbell cameras. I mean, could you imagine looking out the door and it's dark and the lightning just lights up the sky and you see that fairly large tornado just off in the distance. That's gotta be. Is that the one that was near Frederick? That's in Clinton. That's uh, that was up, um, up above the, that was the supercell that was above the one in Frederick. There was two out, out there last night, but yeah. What this picture reminds me of, and you've heard us say this before here in the Carolinas, it's so hard to chase here in the Carolinas because of our terrain, our hills, our trees. I mean, this shot from Oklahoma, right? This is stepping out your door. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to see it no matter what the distance is. But, like, you can just tell from the horizon here how clear of a line of sight that they're able to get in that part of the country. is, is I, I thought, pretty incredible takeaway from that picture. Yeah, it's uh, a crazy, crazy night out there. So thankful uh, most of these tornadoes, I know there was some damage in the OKC, OKC metro area this morning, but the two larger tornadoes um, last night, a lot of it occurred over a, a lot of farmland. So, uh, Evan, to kind of wrap this conversation about 
the tornadoes. I, I don't know if you would you follow in any of them last night? Yeah, yeah. So I just I just threw a link in our our internal chats. So there's a video from Rob Hall chasing that in Oklahoma. Not sure which tornado this was, but this is truly one of the spookiest tornado videos I have seen in a long time. Uh, it's super retro. It's all grainy and nighttime. But if it was on a bigger screen, it might be a little hard to tell like this. But if you freeze frame it during those lightning flashes, you can see that the tornado was 300, 200 yards away, maybe crossing the road. And it's just lightning illuminates this huge tower. This is massive stovepipe. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And, and notice that, that on the, down the road there, it looks like there's a car down the road and the tornado passes between yes. the chaser and, and that other car. Yeah. Can you imagine what that other car must have yeah. seen in their headlights? I'm, if they weren't a chaser, I'm sure that they were not as aware as Rob Hall was. That right. must have been horrifying in the story of a lifetime. Reminds me of the, that movie, The Night of the Twisters, where there's tornadoes in the, in the rearview mirror. But I wanted to sum this up. We'll close the tornado conversation, Evan. But um, the Frederick supercell that occurred moved north. And do you know where it? Uh, there was also a confirmed tornado from that supercell where it hit. No, so He's shaking his head no while eating some something. It hit in the Wichita Mountains, where if you don't for if you've not semi forgot, sweet spider <laughs> morsels. <laughs> it, it hit in the Wichita Mountains in the Holy City where we went and that's actually where I fell out there no and broke way. my ankle. Yes. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> was a little, it was a little, uh, taking me back to our trip out there. I was like, there's a beautiful city, our beautiful, you know, mountain place, uh, out in the middle of Oklahoma. Yeah. You don't expect mountains, but, uh, there was actually a tornado. I think it was like three or four miles just to the East of the Holy cities. Um, wow. that's wild park out there. So anyways, I do want to wrap on one other story. Mr. Scotty Powell, you had some flooding in Morganton in this past week. Yeah. Uh, you came to the rescue of some storm chasers, some storm yeah. trackers. But first, just first, just set the scene for us on um, the flooding. On Thursday? Yeah. So yeah. last week, um, there was a lot of complaints about where's the rain? Where's the rain? Uh, the models were saying it was going to rain all week and it really didn't happen. Uh, but Thursday was a whole different story. We, we got this flux of just just a lot of tropical moisture. And it wasn't that it rained all week that led up to this flooding. This was the actual case of flash flooding. Like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, we got this band of heavy rain. And it just anchored over western North Carolina, especially the foothills. Let's we'll say from 7 a.m. to about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And in that period of time, a lot of the areas picked up anywhere between four to six inches of rain in a very short amount of time. And this location right here uh, was uh, about two miles from my house, Lost Corner Road. And you can actually see a DOT truck there. I'm on the other side of the bridge, but the DOT truck there, uh, there's actually water flowing across the roadway. So uh, in the meantime, as you guys know, uh, we, we do a lot of work with WCNC. So I'm back and forth with James. I'm like, hey, James, here's, here's some video. Uh, from our area, and James is like, okay, well, we're we're gonna send up uh, Brittany up in the storm tracker. Um, Brittany's new to the area, uh, so um, I text her. I was like, hey, check out these five locations. You're gonna see flooding somewhere. Yeah, you sent and her there. You sent her to the park. Bethel Park. Yeah, Bethel Park is another location. A couple of other uh, places throughout the county. I said, I guarantee you'll see flooding there. 
And so she and I talked uh, were text throughout the day. And um, I don't know, it was, uh, I don't know, 2, 30, 3 o'clock. I had to drop something off at the post office. And I know Storm Tracker was at the post office. And if you're not from Morganton, uh, the post office is where the infamous sinkhole is located that started this time last year with whatever that tropical storm hurricane was, Zeta, Ada, I can't remember. There was so many last year, but uh, it was one of those storms uh, that that created this sinkhole. And since last November, it's not been touched. So Brittany was there. I think I actually tweeted it out, and James was like, hold my hat or something like that. They've not fixed it yet. Hold the phone. I said, hold the phone. phone. (laughs) I was like, is that the same sinkhole from a year ago? That thing's bigger too. Holy oh, it's, well, it sure. Continues. Every time it rains, <laughs> yeah, it continues to get bigger. I mean, and, and the problem is, this bay it really wasn't that big. It's actually the part of this car wash has has already fallen into this whole one. Who knows where it's at now? Uh, but the problem is, is there's a battle between who's going to fix it. It's on the post office property, which is the federal government. And then this car wash, I don't know how the car wash is on the post office property to begin with, but their little parcel was the part that got, you know, hit by the sinkhole. And so now there's an argument whose fault is it? Who's going to pay for what? There's drainage issues. It's a big hoopla. Nobody's doing anything about it. So Brittany was there. So I said, hey, Brittany, you know, good seeing you. Um, we talked a little bit there at the post office and I went on about, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm still around if you need me. Um, but I went on and went home and then James called me. I don't know. It's like five fifteen, five twenty, And he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And when James says, Hey, what are you doing? You always know there's something coming along with that. So <laughs> I don't call just to say hi enough, apparently. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, nothing. And he's like, uh, we need a little bit of help. I was like, okay. And uh, he said, Storm Tracker, the battery in, in the Storm Tracker, it died. They were at the gas station and um, it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't producing power anymore. So here we are jumping off the Storm Tracker. Tracker. It took about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, the, the fun part was it was uh, going right up to Brittany's hit around 545 leading into weather and this is about 535, and we're a little nervous that Brittany's not going to get back up to her up to her scene where she needs to shoot her spot at 545. Thankfully, at 539, Storm Tracker cranked up, and they were off on their way and got the 545 hit plus the 6 o'clock hit and saved the day. So I've sent my invoice in to Brad Panovich at WCNC, so I'm expecting a service call. You know, um, the, the rate's not cheap, but Brad's got the money. So, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting the paycheck from him. So that, that was the day I got to. I've never met Brittany in my life and I got to spend all day with her on Thursday. So it was uh, it was a fun time. I, you know, it's always fun getting to hang out with people in the weather community. And, um, you know, it was fun to help them out. And a lot of people actually, I guess, knew they as they were driving by where, where the where the storm tracker broke down is one of our major highways. And it was like three or four people was like, hey, I saw you out there on that. What was wrong with the car? And I was like, oh, I was just helping them out. They, they need a little bit of help. But, Human uh, error. Yeah. Yes. Human error. I will say for the Chevy sponsor on the vehicle, there's nothing wrong with the battery or the car. There's just a lot uh, of broadcast convert- equipment inside the yeah. car. And it was left on while the car wasn't moving. 
Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, inverter kind of powery stuff. Yeah, so Brad blamed Brad blamed it on Chris Mulcahy uh, heating up <laughs> the hot pockets in in the vehicle. So we'll we'll blame it on Chris if you want that. to. We'll go with that. that. So. It works. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, and uh, I got to do my first live hit on TV in yeah. a while. Who put Scotty uh, on TV? Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect. James was like, "Hey, we're just going to put you at that bridge. We're just going to, you know, stream your video, you know." And then they're like, "Well, they may ask you a question." I'm like, "Okay," and it turned into like almost a full fledged minute and a half segment there. <laughs> so, all is good though. It was fun, and uh, it was a typical flash flood scenario. About one thirty, two o'clock, everything was kind of retreat, retreating back into the banks and. Had a little light rain left over, but uh, guys, I'll tell you, my house here, the rain gauge stops at six inches. I don't have a big Kokoros gauge, so anybody from Kokoros who wants to send me one, I'll take it. But uh, uh, it stops at six inches, and it was overflowed. I mean, it, wow. it, it water at the top uh, of six inches. I, I know we got at least six, if not more. So, wow. yeah, and it's it's so funny the different story down in Charlotte where James is at. Yeah. I just now. seen uh, Charlotte is in a deficit. I think you guys are two or three inches below average this year. So uh, uh, a tale of 60 miles, you know. We big. weren't completely dry last week, but we were very much in the camp of, I thought you said it was going to rain. Yeah. Scotty, we appreciate your help. Uh, there's a goodie box in the mail to you. I don't know if it's arrived yet, but I, I, yet. <laughs> I mailed it. I mailed it. Um, very late on Saturday. We'll just call it Sunday, which doesn't really exist in postal service terms. So, and then Monday they were off for Monday. Columbus Day. So, yeah. so maybe that's why my two day shipment told me ETA of Thursday. Maybe that so. would do it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, you got mail coming your way tomorrow. Well, I appreciate it. No, anytime to help. You know that. I always, always love to help when I can. So. I, I told uh, Scotty I, later that night and called him on my way home. I said your name became a drinking game <laughs> because. <laughs> We need Scotty live. Oh, can Scotty send a video? Oh, can Scotty go jump a car? <laughs> I just—I think I need to be on the WCNC payroll. You know, we'll just. Oh, that's way here. above my pay grade. And just like, oh, we're all the time. Got to go now. Thanks so much, Scotty. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, but no, um, you know, one thing the people have been reaching out, uh, especially in the hometown. We are trying to figure out what to do with this sinkhole, but um, don't hold your breath. It's probably going to be around for another year or two. But um, <laughs> eventually, as James and I was talking all, on that call later Thursday night, this sinkhole, if it continues to grow, is going to grow into U.S. Highway 70, which is a major thoroughfare. So something Ooh. eventually is going to have to be done about it. <laughs> no word. I was about uh, to Carolina say, whether it keeps growing and we, stay in, and we stay in a wet pattern, or if we can get into a wet pattern, then we might be able to call it Lake Powell. Yeah, we could yeah. do that. We could do that. <laughs> Put a little historical marker next to it, too. I mean, it is on federal yeah. property, so, I mean, they should designate it. Let's get NPS involved, you know, and let's, you know, you know national You know, the biggest headache of this, wow. of this uh, sinkhole, for me at least, is you know where you don't really have to go into the post office. They have those little post office boxes you can just drive up and, and drop yeah. your mail in. Well, that's where that's where the sinkhole opened up. So those oh. those boxes <laughs> went into the water. So. Oh. Yeah. so now I have to physically get out of the vehicle and go in the post office, which yeah, I don't want to do, but that's what we do. 
Which, oh, by the way, the rain prospects are not particularly good around here for a while. I see everyone's in the chats talking about how dry it is. Yeah. Not looking all that great for rain across the Carolinas next week or so. No. We'll see a little bit Saturday, but it's not going to be much. Not meaningful. Right. Yeah, right. Just when we're trying to play some football games yeah. on Saturday. Exactly. Um, I, I don't want to jinx anything. I know we got to go, but I don't. I want to ask Frank and, and Jared, since they live mm-hmm. around the coast, we are creeping up on mid to late October. I mean, we're, we're rounding almost third base of the hurricane season. I don't want to jinx anything, but the pattern kind of is favorable that we, we may not – see much happen along the Carolina coast this year. So you guys have any feelings on that? Well, this thing that's that you see the yellow X on right now, that's not looking so great for development at this point. I mean, you can't rule it out, but not looking so great. The models around uh, 10 days from now have been trying to latch onto something in the Western Caribbean, which would be favored climatologically. So it's an area that we'll have to keep an eye on. But, you know, today's 18Z run kind of lost it of GFS, so what, whatever. But um, I guess at this point, I, I have to put the odds at somewhere around 20%. We'll put a, a yellow Frank straight face on it or whatever that, <laughs> that we don't see another named storm in this season. But that's saying that there's an 80% chance that we will. So <laughs> uh, take that for forecast me. at face value. <laughs> It, it, Jared, it seems like this high pressure that's just parked over the southeast, though. I mean, it's 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 your friend there along the coastline. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you no doubt, and you know, and we'll you know again, we'll see what happens. the The other thing that to keep in mind is that you know you get into this part of the season, and we get we're starting to get cold fronts in the area, and but these things still stall out, and they stall out yeah. sometimes in favorable spots. So again, much as at the beginning of the season, we got to worry about the homegrown stuff. It's not out of the question that we got to worry about some homegrown stuff maybe later in the year. However, that being said, you know, again, back to our wood here. I'm, you know, if, if if we end it with Wanda not going used, I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, we're all happy. Yeah. That being said, uh, you have to. We're, big storms have happened in late October and yep. November, so. Uh, as I say on Twitter, maintain readiness because you have yep. to, or else you get caught flat-footed. Things can happen. Uh, you know, w- when we have fronts moving through, uh, tropical systems like to to ride along them and just ahead of them, join forces with them. And when that happens, you get vast amounts of rain. Mm-hmm. So uh, you do have to yep. be ready for for all aspects of tropical systems, uh, even even into November. Yeah, I will wrap us on one. Go ahead, Jared. Go ahead. Well, and, and as as we've learned here, you know, Frank, you make a great point. You know, the the cold fronts and the interactions with the cold fronts, predecessor rain events, big deal. It's a yes. big deal. Those this cause significant problems, and the hurricane may not go anywhere near that area. So, again, you know, you you will notice we had the uh, we had the map we had the, uh, the the peaks up a second ago with the uh, hurricane season climate climatology and yes it's going down but note that there is a small little peak just before october 20th here and that's about where we are so again we can see these things you know we can see little little flare-ups from time to time so uh cautious optimism is the word maintain readiness i like that and um you know and just keep knocking on wood i suppose right i'm knocking on wood um (laughs) Want to let everyone at home 
know that coming up here on the Carolina Weather Group, you're going to want to be subscribed. We have a special multi-part series coming up starting next week uh, where we're talking to college students in the atmospheric science programs across the area. Find out what it is that fuels their weather interest. Learn more about those programs. So whether you're a college student or maybe you're an upcoming college student and you want to hear more about some of these programs, that kicks off this coming Wednesday right here on the feed for the Carolina Weather Group, whether you're watching on YouTube or our audio podcast. And you'll be able to get early access to that episode or so, knock on wood, that's our hope. If you're our Patreon subscriber, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group when we're working on uh, shows that aren't live. This one's obviously live, so we can't put it up early. But on the shows that we can put up early that are finished, uh, those go up first to our Patreon support supporters who help keep this show on the air. So thank you to all of those names you see come up at the end of the uh, show each week in our credits. We couldn't do it without you. So please check us out, patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group. There is a link uh, to that in the description uh, for this show, no matter where you are watching or listening to it. Scotty Powell, let's end this show on a positive note. All of this lack of rain was real good for the race this weekend in the Carolinas. Mm. Rain and NASCAR and Charlotte almost always go together, but not this time. No, not this time, but I would tell you this. There was actually some people wanting some rain because this is one of the few events every year in NASCAR that if there is a little bit of rain, the the race can continue. And so uh, we didn't have any of that. It was a, a nice weekend across the Carol or across the Charlotte area. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday's event got in, and uh, it was a very exciting race. If you follow NASCAR, the Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick saga continued. There was some words. There was some wrecks. Mm-hmm. It was chaos. It was fun. And I think you're going to want to tune in next week as the uh, the rivalry beg- or continues. Uh, Kevin Harvick out, but Chase Elliott advancing on to the next round of the playoffs. And uh, – uh, Chase Elliott said he wanted to wish Kevin Harvick a merry off season and a happy Christmas because he is Ouch. eliminated. So, Ouch. Uh, yeah, so it, it's going to be fun to watch the next three races as Chase continues his quest for a championship and Harvick has nothing left. So will Harvick retaliate once again? You'll have to watch this week. So merry off season and happy Christmas to you all. Yeah. Scotty, and I just hope that the upcoming cold front can take some of the heat off of Sam Darnold this weekend. Oh, my uh, gosh. Carolina. <laughs> well, we, we, we could go on a whole podcast about this, uh, too. We, but we can, yeah, we can. You know we what? The show. I, I will say this. I want to finish the NASCAR thing. Sorry, James. Uh, the day after, Monday, Tuesday, they uh, Jared is, I know, really interested in this. There's a new generation car coming out for NASCAR starting next week. One of the big things was heat-related um, issues inside the car. Um, the under paneling of the car is now solid, so there's no really way for the heat to disperse itself. So uh, they've come up with some crafty ways of getting the heat out of the cockpit. And one of them, they have actually put three or four slits in the back window to escape the heat out of it, which is really interesting. Uh, there's some other new things that they're doing with cool suits and things like that. So um, the testing took place Monday and Tuesday at the Roval and I uh, got some rave reviews about that. So really exciting times at the Roval uh, at Charlotte and uh, James, one more big event uh, for the, the Charlotte area in October, the world of outlaws dirt championships brings everybody in for dirt racing. And that is an event when it rains out there and those cars get in the dirt, 
man, it can be exciting. So maybe we can get a little shower or something towards that event and make it a little bit more exciting for everybody. Well, until then, you can check out the link to our 2020 show called Fantasy Football Real Weather and learn about how you can stack your fantasy football team by better understanding the weather forecast. Scotty Powell, closing thoughts, two hands in the air, go. I I used this this week for fantasy football. The Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills were playing Sunday night. Josh Allen is my quarterback. And I was like, oh, it's going to rain. So I'm going to take him out and use my backup quarterback. Dang guy went out and got 70 fantasy points. So there goes that idea. Don't pull him out even if they're calling for rain because <laughs> those quarterbacks can still do what they need to do. Sorry, so. That's right. To be, to be fair, that wasn't, that wasn't the fault of the fantasy football no, weather guy. No, but I learned when there's weather issues, you should stake that person out because the averages go down and score points. Josh Allen just proved that theory wrong. So thank you, Josh, for making me lose this week. To be fair, and Josh Allen is a little higher caliber <laughs> than your typical NFL quarterback. He is. He's he is. a little more resilient. And he plays in Buffalo. So he's used to it. He is I mean, this is it. a little rain. He that's, cost, that's easy. He cost me a, a loss this week, so I'm not happy about it. <laughs> that, that Sunday night game went so late. Yeah, there was lightning and rain and so late. Yeah. Anyway, there's a link to this episode where we hang out last year at the Fantasy Football Weather Guys, learn what it is that they do and how you can better pick your players for fantasy football as long as you're not Scotty. That's right. I'm I'm bad at it. It's bad. I'm we'll see I was like the here. Panthers. I started three and a O and then I've lost the last two, so <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I tried to end on an upswing positive NASCAR note, <laughs> and Scotty just pulls us right down into a sinkhole. Let me end with a positive note here. We are a mere three months away from the lovely and gracious Betty White turning 100 years old. Wow. The most, the most uh, anticipated uh, celebrity birthday since George Burns turned 100 back in 96. <laughs> I am very disappointed that Willard Scott is not around to give her a Smucker's jar. Oh, yeah. Jared, and you remember the thing where he said he's going to end on a high note? Right, right, yeah. Right. You weren't supposed All to right. say a sad thing. Third attempt, who wants to end on a high note? Evan, what you got? <laughs> Nothing Jared, now. Sorry, let's... guys, I'm tapped out. <laughs> uh, thanks to Seth, who says, what a wonderful podcast. Have a great night. Thank you to Seth for watching on YouTube. If you're listening to our audio podcast, come hang out with us sometime live on YouTube, but we do love you on the audio podcast. So if you're watching live and want to take us on the go, then flip that around and check out the audio podcast. I'm James Briarton on half of these guys. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Carolina weather group. We'll see you back here next week for an all new edition. We're going to kick off our college series. So you'll want to stay subscribed for that. And now here's those credits featuring our Patreon subscribers. 